rockzone.com. Now, Talk Zone presents Two Guys on a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joe Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys on a Mic on TalkZone.com. And thanks for joining us on Two Guys and a Mic here on the TalkZone.com brand new show. And uh, we are completing week one of what we hope will be a long run here at the TalkZone.com. Of course, there's always the chance we might show up on Monday and find out that week one was also our last week. You never know. Two Guys and a Mic, thank you so much for joining us. Not only a Friday, we like to call these football Fridays here on Two Guys and a Mic. Big college football weekend Pro Football Weekend, and we have had rotating hosts here on the two guys in a mic. Big Dog Joel Redwanski not able to come in, but we do have filling in today. Brady Stiff joining us here in the morning. Morning, see, I almost said my old show. (laughs) On the uh, two guys in a mic. Brady, great to have you part of the show. Thank you for having me, Coach. I'm very excited about being here. Glad it's Friday. Glad we're talking about sports on a Friday morning. Nothing could be better. And already you're off to, well, it's either a good start or a bad start because most of the hosts that come in and do the show, including myself, will like throw together, you know, a few notes, maybe if we're lucky, <laughs> one sheet of paper, uh, producer David Olson, I don't know if you noticed or not, but Brady has come in. You must have done very well in school. Uh, because not- Well, I do have my degree, so. Really? Yeah. Well, what are you doing in sports radio? Uh, well, that's, that's the thing. That's my, that's what my degree's in. <laughs> But you, but you got, not only do you have notes, you have a three-ring binder. And these notes are indexed. <laughs> you have highlight pens. You got the little uh, fluorescent pink highlight pen going. Yeah. You got charts. You got notes. It's unbelievable. Over-preparation. I don't know how much future you have in this business, Brady, <laughs> but we appreciate the preparation for the show. Well, I just try to be prepared. You know. Don't ever let it happen again. <laughs> <laughs> Never embarrass the lead host. But, uh, great to have you, and you are a graduate of Rolling Meadows High School That's in right. the fine state of uh, Illinois, Chicago uh-huh. area, and a graduate of Indiana University. That's right. Go My Hoosiers. sympathies to you. Uh, well, that could be worse things in the world, right? <laughs> <laughs> Football team, uh, football doing, team. actually let's, doing better. Let's let's not talk about no, the football no, 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 team. No. Talk about they're doing better. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know. That, that game against Iowa last weekend, that was one of the most pitiful displays of football in the second half that I've seen in a long time. Yeah, but it was two and a half quarters from a team that has been down for a long, long time. It was close to three quarters of pretty good football against the number six ranked team in the country. True. And we, we've See, seen right this. off the bat, you're a glass half empty guy. I'm a glass half full guy. Well, when it comes to Indiana football, I've learned to be a glass half empty guy <laughs> over the years. You know, aside from, I think it was 2007, when they went to the Inside Bowl, they won seven games that year. Other than that, we've seen four wins five wins, maybe one or two wins in the Big Ten from Indiana football. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to get excited about a team like that just because, I mean, they don't put a consistent product in the field. Mm -hmm. And it it shows because they get 30,000 people in a 50,000-seat stadium. By the way, they just added on to that stadium, and I haven't seen it full yet. So they're spending a lot of money, but not winning on the field. So it's a 50,000-seat stadium, which typically only 25 to 30 show up. Yeah. 
and they must have had some extra funds to throw around. So since we've got 20,000 open seats, let's build, what, they right. 10,000 more? <laughs> Something like that, yeah. I mean, okay. the stadium looks really nice. And mm-hmm. if they have a good football team or if Ohio State comes to town, which they did a few weeks ago, then they'll fill the stadium. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, the, you got to win to put butts in the seats, and they're not winning. we got any Indiana University grads out there listening uh, via the Internet? As you know, our show is being heard to Brady in seven different continents via the internet i hope you're proud of that Not eight continents seven different continents <laughs> and also parts of nevada and utah which okay. many, many okay. people say that is the eighth continent <laughs> all right fair enough any indiana grads out there our phone number the way to reach us here on the talkzone.com two guys and a mic it's 888-463-6748 or you can email us at mike two guys at aol.com now the mic is spelled m-i-c m-i-c as I, a I microphone it, i heard you and jordan burnfield Debating yes. this earlier in the week, whether it should be M I K E or M I C M I K A Y M M O U. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's M I C two number two guys at AOL.com. You want to send in some emails? You are more than welcome to do that. We will read them out over the air. Again, brand new show and uh, brand new host here, Brady Stiff, sitting in on a beautiful Friday. We are going to play a little game called Beat the Schmoes. Beat the Schmoes. Beat the Schmoes. Other. Sports talk shows and TV shows will, of course, beat the pros. Have beat the pros, right. but here on Two Guys and a Mic, We're you schmoes. and me. We're I've schmoes. always been proud to be a schmo, and today you I'm are a, a guest schmo. schmo. <laughs> I will enjoy being a guest schmo, yeah. that's for sure. By the way, with the name Brady Stiff, if yeah. you ever uh, go into movies or TV, you might, <laughs> I might want to consider yeah, changing your name. I might. I, I was thinking about that. <laughs> I was thinking about that. Thinking of alternatives, always yeah. thinking. That's not a nickname. That's your actual no, last that's name? That's my actual last name, yes. And we got we to delve into this. Producer <laughs> David Olson here is telling me, Coach, get to beat the schmoes, stay on track. The bodyguard, David Olson, our fine producer. But, Dave, I have to go back and ask the young man here now, are your parents still married? Yes. Okay. Yes, they are. just want to make sure I don't hit a sensitive area. I'm going to guess that it had to be true love because any female <laughs> – that would take on the name Mrs. Stiff, right? I mean, you yeah. have to be in love. So I'm going to guess yeah. your parents are my, happily, happily, are. happily married. My dad's a pretty good guy. Mr. So, Stiff. Yes, Mr. Stiff's a pretty good guy. So uh, I, I can see why my mom fell in love. Have you ever, or he, or as a family, like when you checked into a hotel or made reservations well, at a restaurant? Not so, not so What's much, your name, Mr. Not, Stiff? Oh, yeah, yeah, buddy, right. <laughs> it's, it's, when, it's when telemarketers call the house. They don't want to say Stiff. They go stiff, stiff, any, anything mm-hmm. to not say stiff because okay. they're embarrassed about it. Understandable. Yeah, and we've kind of gotten used to it over the years. Okay. Uh, my dad has six brothers, so. Wow. Yeah, it's a big family, so. Wow. Yeah. Apparently, Grandpa Stiff lived up to his nickname. <laughs> he did. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is outstanding. If we have any uh, stiff members out there that want to check in, we'd love to hear from you. Mike, two guys at AOL.com. Come and uh, we are going to play Beat the Schmoes. Now, the way this works is you pick three football games, college or pro, mm-hmm. against the spread. You and me are the Schmoes. And if anybody can beat the Schmoes, and by the way, it's called Beat the Schmoes, so if it's a tie? Schmo wins. It's like uh, Vegas. Tie goes to the deal. Right. Exactly. So you got you got to beat the Schmoes, but uh, let's say you go one and two. Mm-hmm. I go two and one, one of our fine callers or emailers picks... 3-0, and oh, they have beaten the Schmoes. What we'll do is at the end of the season, what do we got, eight more weeks? Something like that. It's NFL week, week nine, right? Week nine okay. this week, yeah. So, so we're about the halfway weeks. point. Yeah, Pretty halfway. cool. Yeah. Time flies when you're yeah. having fun. It does. It really does. Unless you're a Chicago Bear fan. Well, but, we'll talk uh, about that later. What we will do, we'll have a $100 gift certificate, a $100 gift card 
cash card, whatever it might be. I don't think uh, our producer, the bodyguard, David Olson, will allow us to give away cash. I mean, we could do it under the table. No, I'm telling you, Dave, <laughs> he's already got he's got like someone following me. I mean, I, I, <laughs> Wasn't well, he little, your bodyguard? Huh? Isn't he the bodyguard? He so. is, but I thought it was just for the hour during the show. But there are <laughs> okay. various times now. This I'm new to the show here. Dave's our new producer. And I'm still trying to figure him out. But every once in a while, like in my regular life at home or at my, the office, I beep, beep. <laughs> I'm not sure what's going on, but I feel like Dave is following a little, following me a little bit more than I'd care to be followed. So be careful what you say. You could pull a Jack Bauer and double back and <laughs> lose him. <laughs> I've never watched 24. Oh, I love 24. I, I love 24. Reference. But uh, anyhow, so that's what we'll do. So if you beat the Schmoes, you'll go in ahead. Let's say at the end of the year, maybe three people uh-huh. have beaten the Schmoes. you got a one out of three chance to win the $100 cold cash gift card from your friends at Two Guys in a Mic. So call up at 888-463-6748. Pick any three games. You can email us at Mike2Guys at AOL.com. And if people don't know the games, Brady, I'm sure you'll, uh, with all the notes here, you'll be able Absolutely. to read them all Absolutely. I got all the games here. Let's see. Let's go to, let's go to the page. Okay. We've got, on the, on the NFL slate, Washington at Atlanta, Arizona, visiting our Bears, Baltimore at Cincinnati. That game's going to be a good one. Uh, Houston at Indianapolis. Miami at New England. Green Bay visits Tampa Bay in a laugher. Kansas City plays Jacksonville in a battle of bad football teams. Carolina mm-hmm. at New Orleans. Detroit at Seattle. Tennessee at San Francisco. San Diego visits the Giants. The Cowboys and the Eagles. That may be the headline game of the yep. weekend. Sunday uh, night. Sunday nighter. Sunday nighter. And then you've got a, a Monday nighter. Pittsburgh at Denver. Another Excellent. good one. Excellent. You know, Coach, this may be the best weekend of football because you've got the Bills, the Browns, the Raiders, and the Rams are all on by. We don't have to be subject- subjected to this bad football. It's a great weekend because four weekend. of the most boring teams That's are not exactly right. That's exactly right. Oh, goodness. Yeah, Monday night, Pittsburgh Steelers against the Denver Broncos. Let me ask you real quick, Brady. You seem like you're an NFL guy. You and me just getting uh, affiliated with each other. Two guys in a mic. Halfway point of the season, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Okay. Give me a team or two. That is looking pretty good right now, you know, the, the chest sticking out a little mm-hmm. bit, feeling like we're playing pretty good football, that you think at the end of the year we're going to say, boy, they had a good first half, brutal second half. And is there a team, arrow pointed down right now, that we'll be talking about in eight or nine weeks? And boy, did they turn it around. What a great second half. Amazingly, they made the playoffs. What team is going to head down? What team is going to head up second well, half? Well, I think, I think you look at the Ravens. And this game against Cincinnati is going to tell us a lot because the Ravens, for so many years, have been um, they've been a defensive team, not so much an offensive team. They've lost a couple games this year. Uh, they've already lost a game to Cincinnati, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so this is their chance for revenge. They've got a rejuvenated offense. Joe Flacco is going to be a stud in this league. Ray Rice is a spectacular running back, and they're still predicated on their defense. You know, Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, uh, those guys. If they get going, if they get in a roll, they're not going to allow a whole lot of points, a whole lot of yards. So I look at the Ravens as a team that's only going to go up, and I look at the team they're playing right now, the the Cincinnati Bengals, this week. Uh, Carson Palmer's having a good year. Mm -hmm. Cedric Benson's also having a very good year. We saw what they did to the Bears, and that was one of the most embarrassing games I've ever watched as a Bears fan. Yes. And uh, I I don't know. I think the Bengals, I'm not buying them yet. Okay. Yet. If they right. if they win a few more games, get later into the season, I'm not I'm still not buying them yet. Right. So I I think they may go downhill. Baltimore Ravens second half, watch out for them. Arrow pointing up, says uh, Mr. Brady Stiff here on two guys and a mic. Cincinnati Bengals who finally 
finally, after many years of a mm-hmm. pretty bad football, look like they have broken out of it. All of our Cincinnati listeners excited about their Bengal love, and you, Brady Stiff, are here to tell them that I'm it's a mirage, tell, yeah. that they are going to sink slowly. Sorry to disappoint. But, but surely, yeah. to the bottom of the NFL season. <laughs> the sports city of yeah. Cincinnati is uh, sorry. And I'll make my <laughs> prediction. I believe the Denver Bronco uh-huh. is going to head a good one. Yeah. straight down. They look pretty good. I'm not buying it just yet. And if I could pick a team, I, part of me, I, by the way, I'm going to make a prediction right now. Best game of the weekend. Mm-hmm. Not saying it's the two best teams, but the best game of the weekend, Tennessee Titans at the San Francisco 49ers. Pick. You're thinking, coach, pick. one and six against three and four. Well, the Titans, you know, the Titans are better than one and six. Yes. We know this. We know this. And Vince Young last week, I think, completed 15 of 18 yep. passes. Mm-hmm. So he was efficient, didn't turn the ball over. And you've got Chris Johnson leading the NFL in rushing. So, I mean, that's that's a that's a sneaky pick. I, I, I like that pick. And a great coach in Jeff Fisher uh-huh. who... Absolutely was the guy that I wanted for the Chicago Bear job mm-hmm. when they gave it to Lovey Smith. Yeah. And uh to tell you the truth, I mean we could talk about this later, but Lovey in in my opinion is is near the end of his rope. Mm-hmm. Near the end of his rope. By the way, I think our producer David Olson uh, did card up some of the highlights. Oh, okay. Of the Lovey right. Smith press conference. We're going to see if we can get that here. It was uh Tuesdays if you're not a Chicago fan, you haven't heard Lovey talk. Here is, we got it carted up, the uh, highlights of the Lovey Smith press conference on Tuesday. Yep, yep, yep. There it is. That was the highlight. That was not a technical malfunction, no, that, by the way. That, that, that was literally was the highlights. That, that's exactly that's exactly my point with him. Is he's so, he's so oh, mundane. Goodness. He's so yeah. unemotional. I mean, this yeah. is football. This is football. And the guy before him. Yeah. Where's Dick Durant? Oh, God, is he in a sorry situation right now? I mean, now? it's really unbelievable. Here in Chicago, you know, the Bears, one of the most vibrant sports franchises, not just football, but one of the most vibrant, traditional, blue-collar, great, absolutely tough, traditional you, you franchises. You think Dick Buckus, you think yeah. Mike Ditka, you think now Brian Erlacher. Go back to, you know, Papa Bear. Yeah. You know, the Chicago yeah. Bears, and we've had coaches like, you know, Dave, nice guys. I don't mean to fire on their character. Dave wants that nice guy. Dick Duran, really intelligent, nice guy. Lovey Smith, pretty good guy, I think, even though he dissed me one time. Won't talk about that. But boring. I mean, Yo, come on. So give boring. us a little bit. Give us some Chicago. I know. Mm, goodness. Uh, All right. So we, anyhow, yeah, I think we'll that's the best game. And I, there's a little bit of a feeling the Tennessee Titans – uh-huh. Might get on a roll, and you know they, what would they have to do to make the playoffs? Win nine oh, out of ten? No, they got to win out. Oof. I think they got to win out in that division, in that conference. I think you have to win out. To ten and six. You know, yeah. you, you, if, you, if the Titans will will feel great about themselves if they win out. They may not make the playoffs, mm-hmm. but they'll feel great about themselves, and at least they'll have given themselves a chance because when they made the switch to uh, Vince Young at quarterback, yep. their owner Bud Adams went to Jeff Fisher and suggested. Yeah. with quotation marks around that, that Vince Young become the starter. And, I mean, they won a game, so obviously they're going to stay with him. Now, if their defense can get back to what it was last year, they lost Albert Hainsworth. If their defense can get back to what it was last year, then they've got a shot. Uh, I don't have their schedule in front of me, but they're going to have to win out. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to win out. Well, there has been nine and seven teams that have made the sure. playoffs before. Sure, Not the Bears last year, though. All right. Football <laughs> Friday here on thetalkzone.com. It's two guys at a mic. When we come back... There is no beat the Schmoes if the Schmoes do not make their pick. Brady Stiff's going to pick three games. I will pick three games. You want to call up? We are right here for you at 888-463-6748. You can email your picks, email your comments at Mike2Guys. 
at AOL.com. And we'll do more than football, too. We'll cover a little NBA basketball. And I know you like breeding a little bit. Oh, I like breeding. I like horse racing. Ah. Breeders' Cup. Ah. Today and tomorrow. So... We'll, we'll get into that a little bit. Too. And a female horse a female that is the horse star of the show. Going she, against the boys. She's never it. lost. And her name is not Rachel Alexander. Not Rachel Alexander. Interesting. All right, we'll take a quick break. Back in a minute, my bodyguard, David Olson, our producer today, back in about 38 seconds. are open for your calls on two guys and a mic call 888 go for it once again here's the coach john cone i love that guy i've never met him but whoever that guy does the intros brady i feel like i know him on a personal basis oh, he definitely like has radio friend. voice yeah absolutely <laughs> some people don't have a radio voice no that would be me <laughs> i like to think that i have somewhat of a radio voice yeah, and a face for radio not bad you definitely <laughs> have a face for radio i mean so, some of us aren't blessed like uh like a, uh, oh, I don't know, uh, Jennifer Aniston mm-hmm. or a Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not one of those people. Yeah, not bad. <laughs> not bad. Any uh, single females out there? I'm assuming you uh, are. I'm, uh... I'm taking, Coach. What? Taking. What? Taking. Come on. <laughs> You're killing the show. <laughs> football picks and football talk. We'll probably get a couple of emails. We put Brady Stiff out there, a single and very much eligible. We'll probably have the phones <laughs> off the hook. <laughs> I mean, I, Take I do it. what I not, can. Not engaged. <laughs> no. Not so there's still a chance. Still a chance. if you're just joining us brady's stiff stepping in on microphone number two today two guys and two mics what the heck two guys and a mic here on the talkzone.com are with you every monday through friday 10 in the morning until 11 that is central time once again out east brady where you're a lunchtime show from 11 to 12 and out in the western states we uh people are waking up with a brady stiff We're, we're, we're big out there absolutely Absolutely. All right. Now, beat the smokes. All right. Three football games. You've done your research. You've done, done your homework. Done By the research. way, we've played this game on another show. Uh-huh. The secret is the less homework you do, yeah. the less thought you put in your picks. Well, it's just like the NCAA tournament. Absolutely. The women who don't know anything always win. Yep. They go on colors. They go on mascots. They always win. Anyways, my first game that I'm looking at is the game I mentioned earlier, the Ravens and the Bengals. Wow. And we've got Baltimore minus three here. So they're a three-point favorite. Betting logic always says you go with the home dog. But with the way the Baltimore Ravens defense played last week against the Denver Broncos, I think they're back. I think they're ready to go. I've got the Bron- or the, uh, the Broncos. The, the Ravens over the Bengals, that game in Cincinnati. I think uh, Ed Reed might uh, say hello to Chad Johnson and put him in the mm-hmm. hospital. Uh, the other game I love, I love this game, is Miami at New England. Now this is an 11-point spread, New England's favorite. But with the Wildcat offense and with the Dolph- with the way the Dolphins control the ball, I think New England wins this game, but I think Miami makes it close and definitely within that 11-point spread. 
And then I'll stay. So you I'll got s- Miami, Miami plus eleven against plus 11. New England. You got the Ravens giving up three uh-huh. against the beloved Bengal. Uh-huh. And I'll stay right here in Chicago. Chicago's favorite at home by three points, but I think Arizona wins by at least ten. Oof. I, I think Arizona wins by at least ten. You try to be objective as a Chicago Bear fan, and yeah. we both you and I, me have different I to, generations. I try to be a realist. I try to be a realist yes. and realize what's wrong with the Chicago team. And we saw what. Cincinnati did. We saw what Carson Palmer did. Imagine if the Bears' defensive line can't get any pressure on Kurt Warner, what he's going to do with Larry Fitzgerald and if Anquan Bolden plays. I mean, that does not spell good things for the Bears' secondary, yeah. which yeah. is which is decimated at best. Well, hopefully they will prove us wrong as Chicago Bear fans like right. we are, both right. of us from a couple different generations, but we both uh, bleed the navy blue and orange of the Chicago Bear. But you watched two weeks ago against the Cincinnati Bengals, and even last week in victory against the Cleveland yeah, Browns. Yeah, that, that was a deceiving not, victory. Not a good football team, no. the Chicago Bears. No, they've got Prove problems. us wrong. I hope they I, prove I hope us they, wrong. I hope they do, too. I hope they do, too. But they've got problems on the offensive line. Mm-hmm. They've got problems on the defensive line. Their linebackers obviously losing Tino Samoa and Erlacher. Uh, that's not boding well for them, but they're not great. I mean, Lance Briggs is having a pretty good season, but that's about it. And then the secondary, you've got... The thing with the secondary is guys like Charles Tillman, they go for the ball before they secure the tackle. And that's part of Lovey Smith's defense. But you, wouldn't you think that the important part is to secure the tackle before you strip the ball? Well, first of all, I'm going to disagree with you. Because not the, the, the Chicago Bear defense I've seen the last couple of years, my complaint would be quite the opposite. In Lovey Smith's extremely conservative cover two defense, receivers are constantly catching the ball in between the zones. Mm-hmm. And I have argued as I watch the TV very often by myself, so I get to argue with myself, and I win most of those arguments. By uh-huh. the way, you'll be happy to know. You better. Of them I still you better. <laughs> but no, I'd like to see a Chicago Bear defender come in and actually deflect the pass. Oh, yeah. So I, I, I'm uh, not I'll, seeing I'll, the I'll, same things as you. I'd, li- I'll, I'll, I'd like to see them go for the interception. I'll agree, I'll agree with your disagreement, if I may. The a co- double negative. A double negative. The cover two defense is not new. Lovey's been running it since he was I in Tampa Bay, that. and everyone knows it. Everyone, everyone knows where yes. the holes are. So until Lovey finds a new defense, new wrinkles, mm-hmm. because we've seen that ten-yard zone in yeah. between the linebackers and the safety in the corner, yeah. wide open every play if it's third without and, fail. Third and eleven, the other team knows exactly what the Chicago Bears are going to play. Uh-huh. That, you just have your receiver sit underneath exactly. the thirteen yards. Exactly. First down completion. Thank you very much. Uh-huh. May I have another? Yes, exactly. Yeah. By the way, scariest thing I saw on the sports page this week. You know, I've been Dave's listened to me for a couple of days here. Number one guy I fire on in the Chicago Bears. And again, nice guy. I hate to I don't want to hit his character. He's a good guy and uh, you know, his story is good, but as an offensive coordinator, uh-huh. in my opinion, Ron Turner is uh incompetent. Oh yeah. Not good, non I read like a couple of days ago. To help defray some of the Bears' problems. That we are going to simplify the offense. Was Kyle Orton back in simplify town? Simplify the offense. Was Kyle Orton back in town? The Bears have the most simple offense in football. Hand off to Matt Forte up really the middle do. at second and eight, and let's throw the ball three yards yeah. and then four yards. Yeah. They, and he they was are, talking about simplifying the offense? They Police. are completely misusing, oh. completely misusing Jay Cutler. Thank you. Uh, you know, Lovey has said time and time again, we're a running team. The Bears have always been a running team. Why do you have to be a running team? Why? Like, you've got a Pro Bowl, All-Pro quarterback in Jay Cutler who has one of the best arms in football and can get outside the pocket, 
run around a little bit, and if he has time, we've seen it, if he has time, steps into his throws, he doesn't miss. He doesn't miss the receiver. Mm -hmm. And the Bears receivers are better than expected, by the way. Well, and again, I'm going to disagree with you. Uh, If he has time and he could throw it downfield, that part I'll agree with. He does miss. He is not the most consistent guy in the world. He will miss. But you know what? If you fire the ball down the field, I can handle one or two interceptions a game. Mm -hmm. Not a problem. If we can complete a lot of other long passes. But but I do agree with you in that they basically turned... Jay Cutler, um, with the playbook, he's become Kyle Orton. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we could, anybody can do the four, four yard, five yard dump off pass. Yeah. I probably, I'm five foot six. I could probably do that. Let's not get carried away. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Two guys and a mic here on the talkzone.com with you up until 11 o'clock central time. Real quick, I'm going to make my pick and we're playing beat the schmoes. Anybody wants to check in, you could do so. Try and beat the schmoes. Our phone number 888. Go for it. Or 888-463-6748. Again, you can email us at Mike2Guys at AOL.com. I've got three different games than you. That works out good. We that not does work out good. Compare notes. Oh, by the way, Dave, I forgot. You do need to remind me. The third schmo, we need to have a paradise. I will bring in a paradise and keep them here. Okay. And we call the predictor the beautiful, the lovely paradise. Uh-huh. There you okay. go. Okay. And what it literally is... Is a dice, uh-huh. one white, one blue. Uh-huh. The blue is the home team, the white's the, and we spin the dice, pure chance. And over the years on the other program that we did in a show called The Morning Break, uh-huh. I swear to you now, we had a couple of experts that came on the show uh-huh. with all their facts and figures. Over the four or five years we did beat the Schmoes. The dice won. No, I don't know if they won. But they were close. But the beautiful and lovely paradise was just as good uh-huh. as any expert we had. That's why we call the game Beat the Schmoes, yeah. not Beat the Pro. Yeah, it goes to show you how much, no matter how much research you yes. do, no matter how many pages in your binder you have, doesn't matter. Bad host. I forgot to bring the dice in, the beautiful, lovely <laughs> paradise, and you keep your hands off or you're taken. Yeah, that's right. I get to spin the dice. All right. I've been married 17 years. i got to spin something, <laughs> believe me. All right, real quick, I'm going to take the New York football Giants over the San Diego Chargers, five and a half points. Giants have what, lost three in a row? Yeah. Yeah. Underachieving, you know, are, are they overrated or are they a good team in a slump? I'm going to pick. You know what? Got to wonder if Eli's healthy with the, with that foot. You got to you got to wonder. I still think uh, we're going to look back at it as, as a little mini slump for the Giants. Yeah. I still think they're going to be one of the best team come season's end. So they're going to turn it around this week. Tennessee Titans, San Francisco 49ers. I like both these teams, but I'm a big Michael Singletary guy. I think the 49ers will bounce back, give up the four. Against the Tennessee Titans, that's a tough one right there. And then your matchup, the Sunday night game, I'm going to take the Philadelphia Eagles over. The Dallas Cowboys give up three points of what should be a heck of a football I've always, game on I've Sunday always been night. an Eagles fan. The way they play, the, the way their offense is yeah. structured, it's it's refreshing how much variety they have in Thank their you. offense. The Andy Reid offense the Andy compared Reed to offense. the Lovey Smith-Ron Turner offense? Give me offense? Andy Reid any day. No low comparison. Yeah. Thank exactly. you very much. Let's go out to the phone lines. 888 Four six three sixty seven forty eight. The phone number. Let's go out to line twenty seven. Checking in is caller Jim from Chicago. Chicago, Jim. How are you, my friend? Real good, Coach. It's so good to hear you on the air again. Say hi to my good friend Brady Stiff. Hello, Brady. Hey, Jim. How are you? I'm doing just fine and dandy. Good. Yeah, I just uh, I've been listening to the show all week. Beautiful. We appreciate that, Jim. And uh, I like it. I was going through withdrawals. You know, yeah, Jim's talking about an old show we did in the Chicago area on a radio station, uh-huh. which was also over the Internet, called The Morning Break. So we appreciate your uh, your checking in and your loyalty as we have switched to the Internet sports radio. But we appreciate that, Jim. You're sticking with us. Oh, yeah. Just uh, 
made my day hearing you back on again. You know, it's like uh, morning breakfast without orange juice. <laughs> it's impossible. You can't do breakfast without orange juice, even if you have the glass of milk there, too. you got to have both. Have you ever read the labels on orange juice, though? No. Uh, no. Don't want to do that. Huh? Yeah. Uh, you know, but everybody thinks orange, orange juice, juice, huh? <laughs> not, it's not quite as healthy as you think. If you look at the sugars uh-huh. in orange juice. Well, isn't it all the preservatives? Uh, correct me if I'm yeah. wrong, but are there preservatives in orange juice? Yeah. I'm a big fan of preservatives, though. <laughs> That's what keeps me looking so young at the age of 53. <laughs> there you go. But I'm not a big fan of over-sugaring. Myself, I watch, but my kids have too much sugar. Uh-huh. Well, and call her Jill. I don't know what kind of a health nut you are, but you think that you're giving your kids a healthy glass of orange juice. There's vitamin C in there. But there's also anywhere from 12 to 22 grams of sugar per serving, uh-huh. and that's uh, too much. Too much. As we get sidetracked here. Yeah. Eh, most of the food over here, I cook it anyway, Coach, you know. Really? Well, bring oh, yeah. some over here. Me and Brady yeah, are I'm, starting I'm to uh, <laughs> water our mouths a little bit. We're right at the corner of Dempster, Waukegan Road. Bring some over for our producer, too, David Olson. He's a red meat guy. I'll keep that in mind, and when I cook up something special, I'll... Give you a call, let you know. Jimmy, you want to make any picks and uh, beat the schmoes? You a college football guy or pro football? All pro in our division. That's basically what I've done this year in my picks. And I had one game wrong, I think, uh, out of three weeks that I picked with you. Uh, You had another guy that was perfect, though. We did? Um, Yeah. My Um, memory's already fading me. But you got some picks for today? or? Sure thing, sure thing. I, uh, I always stick with our division. Okay. Okay, so I'm taking the Packers over the Buccaneers because I'm thinking Aaron Rodgers is going to not throw away the ball. I, I, you know, <laughs> big I, fan of Aaron Rodgers. By Jim, the way. I, I can't pick. I can't justify picking Tampa Bay until they actually win a game. So, right, <laughs> they haven't won yet. I don't think so. That's no, they good. haven't. That's not good. Game okay. two, Jim. Game two, we're going to try the Seahawks over the lowly Lions Oof, because boy. they can't hold on to the ball. I actually, <laughs> yeah. I actually thought about picking this game and picking Detroit, but I've been burned so many times thinking this is the week. <laughs> this is the week. Detroit's going to turn it around. So I said, you know what? I'll lead this and, game around. And they they only beat St. Louis, right? No, they lost. They lost. That's right. They lost yeah. to St. Louis. Who did who did they beat? They um, who was it that the, that the Lions beat? My memory is escaping me now. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm only 22. But Jimmy, you're picking uh, Seattle over Detroit. Correct. All right. Game Correct. three. Game three. I am going to take the Bears because even though Lovey's quiet. It doesn't say much. I got mm-hmm. a feeling that some okay. things are going to have to change after the last two games. Okay. Yeah. I hope you're right. I think there's going to be a change in philosophy. Good. As frustrated as I get with the Bears, I'm a Chicago Bear fan. Absolutely. Tried and true. Have been since the age of six. So uh, as frustrated as I am, still, you, you still root for our Chicago Bears. Absolutely. Absolutely. Beautiful. Well, Jimmy, we got you down for your picks. Glad that you're still on board. And uh, hopefully we'll be doing a couple hours instead of one hour. They're not too distant. If you got my email, you know that's my Christmas wish. Beautiful. <laughs> got it. Look at that. A Christmas wish. Chris, a Christmas wish the man doesn't on behalf want much. of us. All Beautiful. Right. Jim, thanks for calling. Okay, Coach. Have a good day, bud. Beautiful. Jim checking in. You can, too, at 888-463-6748. You can email us at Mike2Guys at AOL.com. That's M-I-C, number two, guys at AOL.com. Besides football this weekend, Brady, you and me might be the only ones in the Chicago area that are horse racing fans, but there is an event known as the, the Breeders' Cup. Cup. And it's it's at uh, Santa Anita, which is out in California. Mm-hmm. Second year in a row it's out there. And the reason that's significant is Santa Anita has a synthetic racing surface. Wow. Now, Arlington Park, a couple of years ago, installed a synthetic racing surface called Polytrack. Mm-hmm. And what it is is basically a mixture of sand, recycled rubber, um, 
wax, and there's a couple other things that go in there that I can't remember right now. But it's it's not the traditional dirt surface. And some horses like it, some horses don't. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason we aren't seeing Rachel Alexandra in the Breeders' Cup this year is mm-hmm. because her owner is the same owner of Curlin, the horse last year. Okay who raced fourth in the Breeders' Cup Classic, and many believe that it's because he didn't take to the synthetic surface. Rachel Alexandra, for our mid-range horse fans, a phenomenal Phenomenal. female horse who still has not been beaten. Well, no, that's a different horse. Actually, you know, Rachel Rachel might be undefeated, too. Yeah. I, I think you're right. Did not enter the Derby. Did not uh, right. Did correct. not enter the Preakness. Or won she the won Preakness. the Preakness and then skipped the Belmont. Beat the guys in the Preakness. One of the best female horses of all time. And if she ran a few more races, we might might have been able to call her one of the best horses. Period. Right. One of the best thoroughbred and horses she, of all time. She's going to race next year too. Cool. She's not. She's not done. So right. we'll we'll get to see her again. She's aging gracefully. She's aging quite gracefully. Yeah. Yes. Yes. All right. But there is another. Uh huh. There is another female sensational horse. I don't know much as much about Zenyatta as I do about Rachel Alexandra. All you but have to Zenyatta know about Zenyatta is undefeated, and undefeated. she also is taking on the guys. Absolutely. And the Breeders' Cup Classic is the last race on uh, yeah. on Saturday afternoon. Exactly. Uh, $5 million uh, for the purse, the most expensive race in North America. For one race? For one race. Is that the total purse or winner? Total purse. Okay. Winner will get about $3 million. Ah, but still, $3 no. million. Why even race? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Zenyatta is uh, ridden by Mike Smith, and like you said, she's never lost. Mm-hmm. The question here is: this race is a mile and a quarter. Yes, she's never gone a mile and a Uh-oh. quarter before. So that that could be that could be interesting. Mm-hmm. You've got has uh, she raced against the guys before? Uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Because that could throw off a female horse. You know, first of right, all, they got right. you know you. If you're racing against other females, it probably takes you, what, five, ten minutes to get ready. <laughs> yeah. But if you're going out racing against the guys, now all of a sudden, you know, Rachel, or not Rachel, but Zenyatta, uh-huh. will be out there, you know, primping herself up before right, in the stables. Exactly. Probably got a little curtain up in the stables. Probably, yeah, she's got a, a mirror in there. Got and the eyeshadow the vanity, going yeah, and, yeah. and all that stuff. She's so going to have her mane braided and exactly. special Exactly. So I mean. you, you wonder if all that preparation <laughs> for the guys is going to throw off her game. I mean, the guys might be looking, though. And saying, oh, ah, this is a beautiful horse. And then they're going to be throwing hey, up the game. And then. How you doing? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then Zenyatta runs right on by. Good strategy. <laughs> so this race could shake out a couple different ways. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm going to pick against Zenyatta, though, and go with the Belmont winner, Summerbird. Wow. He's come a long way since the beginning of the spring. Like I said, won the Belmont, has won the, uh, the Travers and mm-hmm. the Jockey Club Gold Club, both prestigious races at prestigious tracks, I think he's going to get it done. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a huge event. I know many of our listeners, our uh, studies show via our talkzone.com here that 82.43% of the people not totally into horse, race, horse racing, the other whatever it is, 16 point whatever percent, heavily into it. We're not going to spend a lot of time on it, but suffice it to say it's one of, if not the biggest day oh, yeah. of horse racing it is the, the entire year. It is the Super Bowl of horse racing. Yep. You can say, well, you can argue that the Kentucky Derby is the Super Bowl, but all the money's on the line today mm-hmm. and tomorrow. So, mm-hmm. I mean, this is this is really the Super Bowl of horse racing. It's all the right. Breeders' Cup World Champions. We have any uh, fans out there into the Breeders' Cup, into horse racing? We're right here for you. We'll spin it around the dial. Brady Stiff helping out the coach today. Two guys at a mic, 888-463-6748. Can the female overtake the guys? We will find out. we got Beat the Schmoes, football picks, and a few baseball players. 
have run into trouble a little bit, Brady. <laughs> yes, yes, they have. We'll talk about that when we come back. David, the bodyguard, Olson, our producer, will take a quick break back in about 27 seconds. Don't you go anywhere. to Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn. Today you may want to call it Two Schmoes and a Mic. Playing <laughs> Beat the Schmoes, our football picks. we got to get some college games, too, some good college football games out there. But real quick, I know baseball season ended, mm-hmm. sadly for many and probably happily for others. I mean, it is November 6th. We're about to yeah. celebrate Thanksgiving. Yeah. It is time for baseball to be over. But for the fans, it's kind of sad to think uh, we won't... See Major League Baseball for a while. I believe, by the way, spring training starts in about two weeks. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there are some baseball players in the news, Brady. Yeah. We don't want to spend a lot of time on it, but uh, some unfortunate incidents. Yeah, and uh, I'm not going to lie. I saw this coming. Not going to lie. Uh, Tim Linscombe, the fantastic pitcher for the San Francisco Giants, yes, uh, was pulled over for speeding, Uh-oh. I believe, yesterday or the day before. And uh, as the officer rolled up to the window, caught a whiff of uh, little marijuana emanating from the vehicle. While he's driving. Uh, yeah. He, wa- he was the driver. He was the driver. That's not good. He, I think he was that's, the only, according to the report, he's the only one in the car. That is not the aroma you want to smell. No, no, no. So uh, Linscombe was cited for, I think it was like three grams possession of marijuana, which is well below their limit for, you know, other than personal use. Mm-hmm. So uh, he's going to get in trouble. He's going to pay a fine. But I think in the end this is going to go away. But Well, it's, and it's, again, no, smoking marijuana for an athlete, not a smart thing. But who no. are we to judge? You want to do it in the comfort of your own home. God bless you. But, right? to, but to be driving? Driving. That's a totally different story. And having smoked is just stupid. Right. And, and I the, think most people would agree with that. This, this even report, those that are Breeders' Cup fans. Yes, the, this report here that I'm reading doesn't <laughs> does not say whether or not he was driving, or hi, whether or not he was high while driving. But he was definitely driving. Oh. Definitely had it in the car. Definitely oh, had the pipe in the car. Okay, and there so, is a difference. Yes, if he's just got it in the car and he right. was not smoking, Tim Lencicom, I'm all for you. Wonderful Cy Young. Uh, Pitcher, and if you keep your dad out of the picture, we'd appreciate it. <laughs> you read about his dad? No, what about his dad? Major pain in the butt. Is he? Yeah. I, I, I've, I've seen the commercials where it talks about how his dad you know, worked with him from yeah. that, that yeah. Actually, young I probably, age. And, I probably shouldn't. He's just the over-involved parent who yeah, basically the yeah. story with him is. and uh, You look at the guy, it's amazing. Amazing he's become a Major League Baseball star. Yeah. And his pitching style is so unique. If, if you saw this guy in the street, you yeah. wouldn't think anything of no. it. No. I mean, he looks like he's 16. I don't think he's even shaved yet. Right. Uh, he's pencil got, thin. Pencil thin. He's got the long, scraggly hair. He wears mm-hmm. the beanie cap to all his press conferences. 
I thought that was his hair. <laughs> it might be. No, he's, he's got, and he's, he's got, got the, the weird windup. Oh, he's yeah. like, oh, arms love, and legs flying around. I love watching that windup. It's the so ball cool. shoots out at about 94 miles an hour. They, they call him the freak. Yeah. Justly so. But I think his dad helped him develop that style. That style mm-hmm. worked for him. He was a high school star. And when he went to college, the deal was, and dad was right there at every visit, that if we sign with you and he talked to the baseball coach, that you have to promise not to let your pitching coach mess with my kid's style. Uh-huh. Well, and he I mean, would actually sit in the stands, I think, and actually call the pitches sometimes. Really? Yeah. That's that's I a little over the top. Story, but I think because little... you, you got to let the catcher call yeah. the call the pitches, or the coach in that case. Yeah. But uh, so there's a big difference if he's just yeah. carrying yeah. it in him, but if he had been actually smoking. Right. That's a problem. Now, uh, we had, what, Delonte West, the Delonte NBA West, basketball yeah. player. Tell me about this, because I, I don't know all about it. Tell, well, tell me about I this. I don't know a whole lot about it, but apparently he's riding a motorcycle. Uh-huh. After, Pulling like, a Jay like, Williams? Huh? Pulling a Jay Williams? Yeah, hopefully, uh, <laughs> thankfully, he didn't get injured like a Jay, but he stopped at 10, 30, 11 o'clock on a motorcycle, NBA player. Two loaded handguns on him. And a shotgun. That's ridiculous. First of all, Two how, do, loaded how do you carry all that? I have no idea. <laughs> how do you carry all that? And wouldn't, like you, you, wouldn't you worry if you got loaded handguns? Yeah, you, you're, as you're, you know, the thing's bumping up and down. You got the shotgun like over your yeah. back, and all of a sudden it's trigger, late at trigger, night. You don't yeah. see a speed bump. You go over a speed bump. Next thing you know, you got a hole in your quadricep, like Plexico Burris. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is just ridiculous. Some of, some of these professional athletes with their guns. I mean, I understand your need for protection because mm-hmm. we've heard about it from different athletes saying, yes, I carry a gun because I get mobbed. I get, you know, insulted for bad play, all this stuff. I understand your need for protection because you're a public figure and some people might not like you, but it has some common sense, you know, Plexico, get a holster, get your gun license. Mm-hmm. First of all, in the state of New York, you know, how having said that Plexico Burrs should not be in jail, my opinion. I, I don't think so either. You're right. I, I'll agree with you. Made there. a stupid I think, mistake. Yeah. He hurt himself. He didn't intend to do anything. To put the guy behind bars for two years? I totally agree with you. I'm 100 percent with yeah, you. Yeah, I mean that's 100 percent with you. The punishment clearly not fitting the crime. Now the third athlete that got himself into trouble back into baseball, very related to the shotgun handgun story, is our fine friend Vincente Padilla. Yes, he had the swine flu earlier in the year. Did you know that? I did not. He was. I think he's the first professional athlete with swine really? flu. Really? Maybe yes. he's the one who started. Maybe. Could be. <laughs> the guy, I do know the guy sticks his fork in pork. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, looking at Vincent Padilla, he sticks his fork in a lot of things. Yeah. Man's a big fellow, but, what, but his story fella. is what? he? Uh, I believe he was at a, uh, a target range, <laughs> a hunting target range. Yeah, a little target shooting practice. And the way I understand it is the instructor was fiddling with his gun. and <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fiddling with the gun, and somehow it went off. I, maybe his gun was jammed, and the instructor was trying to fix it, and it went off, and he shot himself in the leg. <laughs> was it that leg or the hand? Uh, I thought it was the leg. Maybe, I, I'm, maybe I'm wrong. So he's at target practice. The gun gets jammed, and his fine, highly trained instructor yeah. tries to unjam it yeah. and shoots Vincent Padilla. Yeah, yeah. He's okay. Yes, he's he's okay. He's he'll in be, pain, be I'm sure, but I'm he's sure okay. He's, yeah. So we can, I mean, you can't help, right? But smile a little yeah. bit about that. It's yeah. bad enough if you shoot yourself by mistake. Yeah, but you get your highly paid, highly trained target and stuff. <laughs> yeah, you you think you think here, that let a, me help you out. Yeah, you think that a professional would know how to handle a gun? Oh my goodness! All right, maybe that'll be a regular segment on two guys in a mic. <laughs> Athletes in trouble. Yes, oh, I, I don't I don't think you'll be short of material there. No, I don't think so either. Eight 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 four six three sixty seven forty eight. Have you ever had a Target shooting instructor shoot you by accident. 
If you have, let us know at 888 Or if you can manage to carry two guns and a shotgun while wow. riding a yes. motorcycle late yeah. at night. Yeah. Two loaded handguns, yes. by the way. Yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. 463-6748. Don't forget the 888 in front of it. Mike, two guys at AOL.com is our email address. We're playing Beat the Schmoes. It's a football Friday. We talk some pro football, college football. It's not a super big weekend. No, but... but- Mr. There, Brady Stiff, there, there are, are some good matches. There are a couple of big games, and one in the hometown Big Ten Conference. We've got the Buckeyes of Ohio State traveling to Happy Valley. I thought you were going to talk about Indiana. Uh, Who are they playing? They they got Wisconsin. Ah, yeah. Um, and I think it's at it's in Bloomington, but that's neither, neither here nor there. Uh, you got the Buckeyes visiting Happy Valley. Penn State favored mm-hmm. by five in this game. Good matchup. Good matchup, and. The thing with Ohio State and why Buckeye fans are so on edge, I guess, is because Jim Tressel can't win the big game. He won that one national championship game back in mm-hmm. 2003, but since then, I don't think he's won a... Well, okay, you, you yeah. talk about the, the Michigan game a couple yeah, years ago. That, that was a big game. But lately, he's sort of laid an egg in, in, in big games against good teams. Uh, I, see, I would think that's... Extremely overrated. We have any Buckeye fans out there want to take issue with my partner Brady Stiff? One could argue pretty easily. How many games are there in college football? 12, 13. It's only 12. Yeah. Every game. Every game. Is a huge game. Maybe, right. maybe there's a couple. Well, I mean, there, there's games against, you know, Ohio State, okay. Indiana, Ohio State, who they okay. play last week, New Mexico or something Two like that. Two or three out of your 12 are pretty, every right. game is a big game. You prepare your team, the Minnesota Golden Gophers are preparing their team. Uh-huh. You've got a week to prepare. They've got all their all-state, all-conference players they've recruited. You've got all your all-conference, all-state players you've recruited. The best of the best against the best of the It's a, every week, almost every week in college football sure. is a big game. So sure. to say Jim Tressel can't win the big one, I know what you're saying, uh, but I think a lot of that is more, out there hearsay than actual meat and potatoes. Okay. All right. Just my personal opinion. Uh, but know, either way, this is going to be a good game. It's going to be a good game. This is going to be a fantastic game. And I, I think the advantage goes to Penn State because they're at home. I mean, the, the home team is always going to have the advantage in the big games because, especially in a place like Happy Valley, you got 110,000 people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I believe they're having a whiteout, which have you ever been to one of these whiteouts? I've only seen them. If you can pull them off, they're fantastic. Yes. For Indiana basketball, we used to do a stripe out with the candy stripes, you know. <laughs> that, that, was, that was actually a really good, really good thing. But I think uh, Penn State has the Referees most... Referees got all excited. Yeah. Thought, wow, everybody came <laughs> to see us. Everybody's here to see us. How yeah. cool. <laughs> uh, Penn State has the more potent offense here. You know, Daryl Clark and Evan Royster, mm-hmm. they, they're a, a dynamic duo. As dynamic a duo as... Uh, can't talk. As dynamic a duo as it gets in the Big Ten, I think. Mm-hmm. So I, I think the advantage here is to Penn State. Uh, good matchup. Good matchup in college football. Be watching that game. OSU at Penn State. Mm-hmm. And I know on the Southeast Conference we got a big one. we got a big one, too. And it, these guys are in the same division. And, I, you know, LSU is sort of on the cusp of being a great team. I don't think they're there yet, but they're on the cusp. And they're taking on Alabama. Now, Bama's here. Uh, here. They're uh, in Tuscaloosa. This game's in Tuscaloosa. Bama's favored by 7.5 points. And they've got a Heisman contender by the name of Mark Ingram, who's among the league, uh, the nationwide leaders mm-hmm. in rushing. He actually leads the nation with 30 carries of 10 yards or more. Big plays. He's a big playback. So, uh, you know, I, I think Alabama's offense gets it done. Alabama's defense also doesn't give up a whole lot of yards. And LSU's offense really struggling. Really, really the struggling. atmosphere for that game. I've not been down there. I've talked to people that have 
gone to big Southeast Conference games, oh, and boy, they've I can been only camping imagine. out. They've been tailgating in Alabama, no exaggeration, since like Tuesday. Probably. I have no doubt about that. LSU no at Alabama, I'm assuming it's on TV, going to be a great probably on CBS, atmosphere for SEC that big game. And oh, then yeah. the winner will most likely play Florida? Pro- yeah, they'll probably play, pl- play Florida for the SEC title game, mm-hmm. which is... You could say a semifinal, probably, to yeah. the national title game. Basically, the winner of that will be right. in the BCS national title. Yeah, very cool. Uh, I'm curious as to what your opinion is on the BCS while we're while we're on college football. I can very easily live my life without a playoff system if, uh-huh. if that's what you're asking. Uh-huh. The whole BCS thing it confuses me a little bit. I'm very happy with college football, watching the games, watching conference championships, and seeing bowl games. I I think. Personally, I think I'm probably the minority here. I can live very comfortably as a huge college football fan, not necessarily knowing who is the definitive mm-hmm. number one team. I mean, there's right. three teams that finished 11 and 0. One team won the Rose Bowl. One won the Orange Bowl. Part of it, make, part of it is the mystery. It makes for great debate. You know what? You they, got, they both you, teams had great seasons. They both won their big bowl games. You know, hallelujah. Right. There right. they are. Yeah. We don't. You know, I'm not all about number one. I can watch the Tangerine Bowl. Yeah. They watch South Carolina. I mean, no, I, I enjoy college football. Watch yeah. a big game. Yeah. South Carolina take on South Florida, whatever it might be. The winner uh-huh. wins their final game. Great season. So I'm I'm not all about the number one team. That's not what defines my sports interest. I know that's the ultimate. Uh-huh. But I love each and every matchup. I, I think I think the the American sports watching society. Yes, they need to know who's number one. They need you have to, to have a membership to be part of that. Uh, maybe. And I, you, you pay me for it. Card so carrying member? Card carrying member, you pay me $100 to be a member. The, the card actually looks like a little mini remote control. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I, I think the society in America needs to know who's number one. And it, we're not going to get that until we get a playoff system. Because you can say, oh, Florida beat um, Texas for the mm-hmm. national title game or for the national title. But what about, let's say, if Iowa goes undefeated? Yeah. What if they don't make the national title game? Because mm-hmm. you've got Florida and Texas, two bigger football names in the college football world, because of their their, their schedule and who they played and the conferences they're in, what if they, what if they go to the national title game? Granted, both, teams, both of those teams are probably going to be undefeated, but what if Florida loses to Alabama? Are they still going to go to the national title game? Because... The the BCS mm-hmm. takes human polls into account. It's right. not all about the computers. I would have no problem naming Alabama at ten and one mm-hmm. or eleven and one the national championship over a twelve and zero Iowa team, and the Iowa fans could argue. And first of all, I'd say, hey, phenomenal season. Uh-huh. Doesn't matter what the rankings show. You finished twelve and zero. You did everything you could. You won the Rose Bowl. Yeah. Okay. You had a great season. But if the rankings are opinions, right? Okay. If you look at who Alabama played. And the scores of their, I'm just using an example right. here. Uh-huh. And Iowa, how you played and who you played, you barely won some game. You know, it's opinion only, but we're going to put Alabama ahead of you. Uh-huh. But, you know, big deal. Yeah. Not that big a deal. You finished 12 and all. That's the big thing. Right. And you won the Rose Bowl. So don't worry about it if you're not the mythical number one. Right. And college football, the, the amount of teams in college football, it's impossible to, to say who's the best team because you've got so many different styles of play, so many different teams yep. that. In my opinion, until you get him in a playoff and see, you know, I, I'm not sure exactly how it would work, whether it's an eight-team, 16-team playoff, but you get him in a playoff, you see who's number one. Because you, you put him on opposite sides of the bracket, and you get matchups that you might not have thought of. Boise State, a perennial uh, near-undefeated or undefeated team, but because of the conference they play in, because of the schedule they play, they're not going to get any um, any notoriety 
as far as a national championship contender goes, mm-hmm. just because of you know who they play, and they can't control that. They can't control that because they can't suddenly align with the Big Twelve. They're a Western Athletic Conference team. Uh, he's Brady Stiff, two guys and a mic. He is our college football expert. You want to play Beat the Schmo? Still time to call up at 888-463-6748. You can email in your picks at any time. Obviously, once the game starts. We had a few people in the game we used to play. Mm-hmm. You know, that would e- email their NFL picks like Sunday at 5 o'clock. That's not good. That's not going to quite work, but you want to email cheating. your picks in? Uh, you could do it at Mike2Guys at AOL.com. That's M-I-C, number two. Guys at AOL.com. Pick any three games against the spread. And if you beat the Schmoes, that's you and me and the beautiful, lovely Paradise. Paradise. If you beat them, you will be in the hunt at the end of the year. If there's two winners, three winners, four people that have beat the Schmoes, uh, we will select one of those for a $100 gift card courtesy. It's a fantastic prize. Courtesy of your friends here at thetalkzone.com. Dave, are we allowed to do that? Dave is saying no. Who cares? <laughs> We're still doing it. Why wouldn't you want to play? $100 huh? on the line? No, I'm just saying maybe the talk, I oh, didn't check right, with the right. authorities. You know, right. the talk, so they gave us like, you know, we're brand new here on the, uh, on the internet sports radio. Uh huh. They gave us like a 63 page manual of rules and regulations. <laughs> right now I'm on page one. It's not bad, by the way. Yeah. The little, table of little, contents. A little light reading. Table, very interesting. Very interesting, huh? How, how many, how many items on the table of contents? That must take you a while to go. There's about 37. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure I'm going to read the actual manual, but the table of contents are absolutely fascinating. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I heard Dave has a couple of uh, pet canaries. Does he? At home. I'm not Bird sure, lover, but huh? that's the rumor. And uh, you know where he shops with them? Where's that? At Bird Bath and Beyond. Symbol <laughs> <laughs> hey. action? Yeah. <laughs> that's our laughing sound effect here, huh? All right. Well, Brady, we really appreciate your coming well, in today. Coach, Great I... job. We've been kind of rotating the two guys in a mic. Hopefully the big dog will be back. But you definitely, my friend, will be in the rotation. We hope to Thank get you, you back sir. in the not-too-distant. Appreci- I appreciate the opportunity. It's been a blast. And I had a lot of fun doing it. Any Brady Stiff fans out there, if you want to hear more Brady, just email us. Uh, you can you know, send us a note, make your picks, or just type in in big letters, maybe like character space, 26 or 28. Yeah. More Brady. That's all we need that's, to do. That's all you need. Hey, Coach, you're on Facebook, aren't you? You know, the... I'm still, uh, it's yes and no. Yes and no. I say yes because technically I am. Uh-huh. And our producer, Dave Olson, is trying to uh, wean me through it. I got a couple other people trying to train me through it. I'm in the, So I am on it. Uh-huh. But I have no clue what I'm doing. I'm also on Twitter, so I'm in that situation where a little knowledge is an extremely dangerous thing, and that's uh-huh. what I have right now, a very little knowledge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But how can people join us? Well, they can go to our Facebook page, which I believe is what, Two Guys and a Mic? Two Guys, Mike. If you search Facebook, search Two Guys and a Mic, and the fan page will come up, become a fan, okay. you get updates about the show, see when I'm on, uh, you know, all, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, Twitter, what's what's your Twitter Twitter username. We are on Twitter. What's your Twitter username? It's an excellent question. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's two guys, Mike. Something like that. Yeah. All right, we got to wrap it up? No. He's looking up our Twitter. So we are on Twitter. Twitter. You know, just gotta, yeah. I get you know the HTP, the colons, yeah. <laughs> the slashes, but yeah. I think it's two, two. guys, two. Mike. That would be correct. That would be correct? Yes. Shockingly enough. All right, so we can do Twitter and the Facebook. We... We're going to delve into that and get it to people, but but you can join our fan page at Two Guys in a Mic. Absolutely. Page. Do that and uh, follow the show. It's a great show. I had a blast doing it. And, uh, you know, I, I wake up in the morning and I don't know what to listen to. I've got, you know, a couple different options. Mm-hmm. But if I'm just hanging out in the house, I'll, I'm definitely going to flip on Two Guys in a Mic. Mm-hmm. Yep. We'll a little mid morning sports report. Absolutely. We'll talk some sports, but absolutely have some fun along with absolutely. it. Absolutely. It's yeah. Friday. 
you got to have fun football on Football Friday, Fridays right? every Friday, except when it's not the football season. Right. Or then Friday. It's not, then it's not football Friday. <laughs> By the way, before we leave real quick, we got to mention our Chicago Bulls. Absolutely. On the road. Big win. Although knocked, that, that may have been a foul. Knocked off LeBron on the Cavaliers. No, thank you, referee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you, official, yeah. for not I, I, calling I agree. a foul. I totally agree with you. Describe because, the play real quick. Well, okay, LeBron has the ball, top of the key, with about four seconds left. At Cleveland. At Cleveland. On the road. On the road. And this is LeBron James, the king. He drives left to the basket. Yep. Luol, Luol Dang is on his side, bumping him a little bit as he goes by, but nothing, you know, out of the ordinary. Mm-hmm. Joe Kim Noah comes over to help, jumps straight up. I thought he was vertical. Absolutely. I thought he was vertical. And I'm a new basketball referee in the state of Illinois. So, really? Oh, yes. So I'm saying rule of verticality applies here. Principle of verticality. That's right. Joe Kim Noah jumps straight up. There may have been a little contact, but this is basketball. It's a contact sport. Uh, LeBron James uh, eventually just loses the ball out of bounds. Mm-hmm. Bulls get the ball, inbound the ball, win the game. Nine out of ten times on the road with a superstar driving, they're going to blow the whistle and yeah. call the foul. That ref did not. He made the correct call. Bulls win the game. It was mm-hmm. a beautiful thing. Yes. All right. Hey, one, we're done with week win. one here on the uh, TalkZone.com. We appreciate everybody listening. Let people know. Go on our fan page at Two Guys in a Mike.com. David Olson, great first week. We hope the first of many. Everybody have an outstanding weekend out there. Thanks for listening. We'll see you Monday, 10 o'clock sharp, Central Time. Don't be late.